You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. I'm here to speak in relation to some things from the Word of God for us there, and I'm really excited about that as well, as well as I'm excited about Christmas dinner. And, um, you know, I do love Christmas, I have to admit, I, I love the festivities, I love Christmas trees, I love the lights, but growing up, when I was younger, one thing I really, really did enjoy, and I just have to admit, it, it, it was receiving presents. Anyone love receiving presents? Yeah, quite a few of us, and some of our children have uh, obviously come up here and expressed that as well. You know, I loved receiving presents, and, um, you know, over the years, there have been some presents that have stood out to me in particular where I've gone, wow, you know, that was amazing, and I've still remembered it even today. And um, I'm gonna show some of them for you in a minute, in a moment, Um, but before I do, um, I just want to um, say for some of us, this will probably be more um, of a reminiscence, but for some of our younger ones, it might be more like a history lesson (laughs) in terms of what comes up. So can we show my first gift? Oh. So, does anyone remember the Motorola? (laughs) This was one of my first gifts when I was 14. So the Motorola had three ringtones, I believe. (laughs) You couldn't text people on it. I think it was simply to make and receive calls. And it weighed about 12 stone in your pocket. (laughs) Can we move to my next one? (laughs) A Sony Walkman. It played cassette tapes, if anyone knows what that is. You had to rewind or forward it if you wanted to go to another song. You couldn't just skip. You had to actually rewind it and forward it, and you had to actually put tapes inside of it. And again, it probably weighed about 12 stone. (laughs) And you know, when I was 14, I had both of these when I was 14. You know, I thought I was the coolest kid alive. I had one brick in one pocket, one brick in another, and I was walking around thinking, you know, I've made it. I, 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 I am doing great, you know. If I never get any of the present again, I'll be really, really happy. And you know, whilst gifts can be good, you know, today I want to speak about um, what I believe is the most amazing gift. Today I want to speak about God's amazing gift, which is the title of my message today. And you know, gifts, physical gifts can be good, and I, and I, and I believe that. But um, I believe that when God sent his son into the world, that was the greatest yeah. gift that was ever given to humanity. It's the greatest gift that has ever been given. I'm gonna read some verses for us from John's Gospel. This is an account of Jesus' life in the Bible, one of the accounts, and John's Gospel uh, 3, 16, chapter three, verses 16 to 17, and they'll come up on the screen. Oh, I didn't know they'd come up in that font, but okay. (laughs) I definitely didn't use that font, but anyway. I'll read it for us. For God so loved the world, that he gave, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And um, for our few minutes that we have today, I just want us to focus our attention on God's most amazing gift that he gave us, Jesus that he has given Jesus to us, and uh, how amazing that really is for us. You know, it's so easy for us, to, for us to just get familiar with the Christmas story. 
and go, well, Christmas is just one of those things that comes every year. I know it's about Jesus. But for me, it really inspires me every year that God sent his son into the world for us. In Isaiah 7, 14, this was a prophecy speaking before Jesus would come. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. You know, God is, God has sent his son into the world. But not only was it God sending his son, it wasn't just a person coming into the world, but it was God himself. He is God with us. He is the word become flesh. That still amazes me. As Martin said earlier, it's, it's, it's like this amazing miracle. It is the grand miracle, as some people have said. You know, to get my head around, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Or as the message version says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God moved from the neighborhood of heaven and moved into the neighborhood of the earth. He came down from heaven for us. And even though he was with God in the beginning, he was with God in the beginning. And through him, all things were made. Now, Jesus was with God before the beginning and in the beginning. He was the word that was with God. But he also made all things, but he came to earth. I love the hymn by Edward Caswell, which says, Lo, within a manger lies he who built the starry skies. It's an amazing mystery. And we could just ponder on the incarnation today the word becoming flesh. That would be enough for us just to, just to talk about that and, and plumb the depths of that mystery. But um, today I'm gonna just share three of the points for us which um, I believe that can inspire us afresh as to why Jesus is the most amazing gift. And the first thing I wanna say is this. God's gift deals with our greatest need. You know, whenever I've had presents in the past, one of the things that I've um, always come to understand is that normally I've been given what I've needed. So I've said to someone, someone has said to me, John, what do you need this Christmas? Now, most of the things weren't things that I necessarily needed. I just wanted them. Right. You know, the reality is, you know, I wanted a phone at 14, but did I really need a phone at 14? I mean, no one really called me, just because everyone else was getting one as well. But what I understand about this amazing story of Christmas is that when God gave his son, he gave humanity what was truly needed. We needed a savior, Amen. And Jesus was our savior. In Matthew 1.21, we're told that the baby was to be named Jesus, which means God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. You know, God sent a savior because that is what we most needed. We needed a savior. Because of our sin, we couldn't save ourselves. There was a gap between us and God, but Jesus is God's gift that bridges that gap that comes and he bridges the gap so that we can receive forgiveness for our sins. Jesus died on a cross so that he could bridge the gap between us and God. This is an absolute amazing truth. And uh, he took away what was between us and God. He took away our sin. You know, I love what J. John said. He said, you know, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, as he said. He didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. He came to get rid of the issue of sin that came between us and God. And I've realized that no matter how many gifts I've had and how memorable that they are, the, the reality is most gifts that I receive, pretty much, not most, all of them have fixed a temporary need. Pretty much they've had a temporary need in my life. They've not really lasted for that long. But salvation, salvation in Jesus Christ is of eternal value. It is of eternal value in our lives. You know, even when I had my Motorola phone, 
it didn't last forever. Yeah. I don't have a Motorola phone now. You know, actually, it probably lasted about a year. And then everyone started to get the Nokia 3310. Anyone remember the Nokia 3310? <laughs> Worryingly, does anyone still have the Nokia 3310? <laughs> People at the back, oh, okay, wow. Well, I hope it's still working well for you. <laughs> but I remember I had the Nokia 3310. And then from there, I moved on again. And I got the next best Nokia. And then I had the Blackberry. Anyone remember the Blackberry? It's now discontinued. I don't know what happened to it. It just went. And it moved on, and I moved on, and I moved on. You know, I never continued to have the same phone. You know, and one thing I've come to realize is that my phones have failed miserably at standing the test of time. You know, even my Walkman, you know, it's gone. We had an MP3 player. We have iPods. And then now... My phone, which is a Samsung Galaxy, which is an Android, it is both my phone and my Walkman. Yeah. I can play songs on it, I can go on Facebook on it, I can send messages on it, I can do transactions on it. This is absolutely amazing. You might go, this is the greatest gift ever, but guess what? Next month, I'm doing an upgrade. <laughs> so this is going to be gone very soon. <laughs> you know, what we need changes all the time, doesn't it? Things don't have a lifetime guarantee. Even though we think they have a lifetime guarantee, the reality is they don't. But can I say that Jesus is the only gift that comes with an eternal lifetime guarantee? He comes with an eternal lifetime guarantee. Jesus is timeless. He is never outdated. He is the need for all generations. He never wears out. You know, John said in that verse that we read, those verses we read, for whoever believes in him, whoever well, any nation, any age, any group you're from, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The need for salvation will always be here. And Jesus has come and given us salvation. And that's worth our praise, isn't it, church? That Jesus has come and given us the greatest gift that we could have. You know, as John said in that gospel account, he says, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, the word used there for life in the Greek when he says eternal life is the word zoe, which means having life that goes beyond the physical, having life that goes beyond the, beyond the now. Jesus comes and gives us, a, gives us a spiritual life as well. Yes, we're born naturally, but Jesus gives us a spiritual perspective as well, an eternal perspective. He gives us new life. We're reborn in him in the spirit because that is an amazing gift that he has given us. That is what he does. Now, Jesus is not just for one day of the year. He's for life. And through him, we know that there is life beyond this. And Jesus doesn't just bridge the gap. He fills the gap. Yes, he gives us eternal life. He brings us to the Father. He brings us into relationship with God. But he also fills the gap in our lives. You know, he says in John 10, verse 10, Jesus says, well, I, I have come so that you may have life, so that you may have life and have it to the full. And he comes and gives us abundant life as well. Yes, we come to know Jesus and he is our savior. He saves us from our sins, but he gives us an amazing life as well. He gives us a great life. You know, before I was a Christian, I didn't think that I had any purpose or any identity or any reason for being. But when I came to know Jesus, yes, I knew that he paid for my sin, but I realized I had a reason for being. I had an identity. I had a purpose. I realized that God loved me and wanted to use me in the bringing of his kingdom. And I had life to the fullest. And I'm still enjoying that today. And I believe that God wants us to just be reminded afresh that he is this amazing gift that gives us life to the full, as well as giving us eternal life as well. My second point is, 
God's gift is motivated by extravagant love. God's gift is motivated by extravagant love. You know, why has this gift been given? Because God so loved. God so loved the world. You know, we normally measure the value of a gift based on how much it costs. And I understand that. That probably is a good way of doing it. I was looking on the internet the other day at some of the most expensive gifts that you can buy. And one of them was a pair of Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses. Um, I don't know who would buy them at this time of year, but they were on there. And these particular pair of sunglasses would set you back 383,000 pounds. Nearly 400K. Nearly the same amount as the house that I'm living in, in terms of its worth. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I was thinking, well, that is an amazing amount of money. And you know, normally we, we value things based on their cost, as I said, but value can also be expressed, can't it, by how much it means to the giver. If the giver gives something which is sentimental and has some value to them, it can be precious to them, then it can have a great value, even greater than money, I believe. It can mean something so much more deeper. And I believe that God, by giving us Jesus, has given his most precious gift. You know, maybe you're a Christian here today, or maybe you're not a Christian, and you're thinking, does God, does God really love me? I want to remind you that he sent his only son for you. He loves you so much that he gave his most precious gift. You know, his one of a kind, his only son. He gave his, his son for you because he loves you that much. That is an amazing love that he has for us. That is an amazing love that I believe he has for humanity. What a, an expression of love that is. He sent his son not only to, to come for us, to come, to come to us, to come to the earth, but also he came to die for us. You know, God, it says in Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, God loved us so much that he thought that we were worth this precious gift. He, that we were worth the sacrifice. And you know, we can never get too familiar with this. God so loves us that he sent his most precious gift, his son, into the world so that we would have life. Isn't that an amazing truth? And that is something that I think we should remember daily, not just on one day, but daily, this is extravagant, an extravagant, an extravagant gift motivated by extravagant love. And finally, God's gift is too good not to share. You know, if we know that Jesus is the source of salvation and the expression of God's love, you know, then when we receive this amazing gift, it isn't something that we keep to ourselves, but I believe God wants us to share this gift with others. We don't just have a gift. Normally we have a gift and we go, this is my gift. But actually, when we receive this great gift, I believe God wants us to go and share this gift. And he empowers us to do this as well through his Holy Spirit. He gives us what we need to do it. And I think it can sometimes be a little bit of a sticking point for us at times when we think, oh, I've got to share Jesus, share the reason for the season. You know, it's quite daunting. You know, I don't know if I could do it. People don't want to hear about Jesus, maybe. Maybe people don't want to know this. Maybe they'll just be like, no, I don't want to hear it. But can I burst our bubble a little bit? We talk to people about things that they don't want to hear all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We, it's happened before. But we, we, we can be really passionate about something and we still go ahead and tell them, but we don't care. We don't care. We tell them anyway, even if they're not that interested in it. Now, we can be interested because we don't want to be rude, obviously, to people. But I've found that sometimes that people have been more passionate about something than I have and that has impacted me enough. I remember um, about a year ago, I was, I was in church, and uh, this guy came in, and I kind of know him, didn't know him that well, 
And he ran up to me and he said, hey, John, John. He says, have I shown you pictures of my grandson? And I said, uh, oh, no, 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 you haven't. I said, and he showed me his picture of his grandson on his phone. He said, look, look. And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, he's really, you must be really proud. And he goes, yeah, yeah, look at this one. And he showed me another one. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's really cute. He's really cute. You must be really proud. And he goes, yeah, yeah, look at this one. I think they're all the same picture. There doesn't seem to be any difference. And then by the fifth one in my head, even though I didn't want to be rude, I was thinking, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> you know, he was clearly passionate, and that was good. It was beautiful. You know, he was so proud to be, to be a granddad. And then, but he, he knew that my interest was probably waning a little bit, but he kept going anyway. <laughs> he kept showing, he kept showing. And then after he'd finished with me, he went to the next person and started to show them. You know, he just wanted to share. You know, what was clear is that this bundle of joy, this baby, this grandson, had just impacted his life so much that he couldn't not share it. He had to share. He had to tell people. He had to say, look, look, look at this. This is my grandson. And you know, you know he became like a granddad evangelist to me. You know? I know I'm going to be a dad soon, but, but based on my conversations with him, I'm like, you know, it's going to be amazing when I be a granddad. I know, this not, I know that's a number of years away, yeah? But he, he did a great job. He was so impacted by being a granddad. And I was like, wow. I said, that must be an amazing thing. And, you know, it got me thinking as well. You know, he was impacted by this baby, and, and this baby was beautiful, it was cute, it was great, it was precious, but that baby wasn't the savior of the world. No. But we have the news of Jesus, that a baby has impacted our lives so much, and he is the savior of the world. And therefore, I believe that we need to share this good news. We need to go to people and share it with them. You know, people might not necessarily want to hear it, but we've got to tell them anyway, I believe, because maybe they will actually want to hear it. Maybe actually we, our own preconceptions, they don't want to hear it. Maybe it's the, it's the gift they need right now. Yeah. Maybe it's exactly what they need right now. You know, who doesn't want to know that God loves them right. so much that he gave their son? And can I just encourage us that in our own lives, that, you know, the time, the season we're in now, the time is right right now. We're in Christmas. People are in the Christmas spirit. They're singing hymns. They're singing carols and probably don't even know why. But we can say, do you know what that hymn means? You know, even on the dinner table, if you've got people who are maybe non-Christians on your table today, why not just say to them, do you, do you know about Jesus? Do you know who he is? You know, share this amazing gift with people who don't know him, because, people that don't know him, because he is too good not to share. It is great news, church. It is great news that God has sent his son. I've made a few references to uh, John's gospel today, and, um, you know, I believe I've done, that, I've done that because I believe there's some great things that we can learn from the, the gospel of John, of, of what he wrote about in terms of the life of Jesus. You know, John didn't just write this gospel because he was one of the disciples and thought, well, you know, I am the disciple that Jesus loved, so I might as well write something as well. You know, it wasn't because other people were writing stuff that he says, I should do it, but actually there was a purpose to his gospel. There was a real purpose to his gospel. He wanted to share Jesus with the world, and he actually says that at the end of his gospel account. John 20, verses 30 to 31, he says this. He says, but these are written, so what he wrote about Jesus, you know, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And the idea was that this was written so that when people would hear it, when people would read it, they would come to faith in Christ. Now, he had a purpose to why he wrote this. He isn't just telling an account because it's nice, but he's sharing the message of who Jesus is. Yeah. He's telling people, you need Jesus. Now, this is the baby that was born. This was the word become flesh, but he is also the savior of the world. He's an expression of God's love. 
And for us today, can I just encourage us to be those that want to share God's love, to share this amazing gift, this timeless gift with the world around us. Can I invite the band up, please? You know, as a response today, there may be some people here who don't know Jesus. You know, you may not know Jesus, or you may not have given your life to Jesus, and um, as a response for you today, um, I'm going to ask that at the end of the service, if you feel that you want to know more about this amazing gift, this amazing gift that God has given, or if you want to come to faith in Jesus, or if you want to you know some more, you want to ask some questions, or you do want to give your life to him, there's going to be a few of us here at the front, and please come to us at the end of the service. We'd love to speak to you. We'd love to even pray with you. We'd love to talk to you about what this next step might look for you if you want to give your life to Jesus. And for the rest of us, why don't we all stand? We're going to worship in a moment, but um, I'm just going to pray that we would know that God's gift that he's given in Jesus is something that we shouldn't be familiar with. But let's, I want to pray that we would be those that are inspired afresh by what Christmas is and also inspired afresh to share this amazing gift with the people around us and the world around us that we can impact people's lives. Father, we thank you that you have sent your son Jesus into the world. The word became flesh. Thank you that you loved us so much, God. Thank you that you love us with an extravagant love that you sent Jesus into the world. And I pray, Lord, that as your church, as your people, Lord, that we would not get too familiar with this, but Lord, it would encourage us afresh in our hearts that would be inspired by the mystery and the greatness of the incarnation, that Jesus, you came to this earth, Lord. You came, Lord, to save us. We thank you that you saved us. We thank you that you are our saviour. We thank you that you are what we need and that you bridge the gap between us and God. And we thank you, God, that you love us so much, that you sent your son to die for us. Thank you that you have not only bridged the gap, but you fill the gap. You give us love. You give us purpose. You give us a reason for being, Lord. And I pray, Lord, as we have received this gift, Lord, would we also be those that don't just receive it, but let us share this gift, God, with the people around us. Lord, empower us in the times that we have right now, Lord. Empower us in the places of influence that we're in, in the workplace, with time and family, with friends and family that we that maybe don't know you, God. I pray, Lord, give us the words, Lord. Empower us to tell people about this great news that there is a saviour that has come to the earth and his name is Jesus. So Lord, we bless you and we honour you. We give you all praise. In your name we pray. Amen.